Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropped in your trick or treat bag in a week. Bladotted Apples. <laughs> yes, that's what, uh, that's what the French call us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we, we, we get another another uh, sweet treat put in your bag. We we we're back. It's been a couple weeks, but here we are. Here we are. I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And today we're gonna journey down the sewer to talk about 1980s Alligator, um, which I got some pretty good trivia about. Okay. And uh, we will be sharing that. Or you can just read the IMDb trivia page, whichever one. I don't oh, know. Why, what's the fun in that? <laughs> yeah. We could just listen to us tell you. Um, and, of course, we're going to have a video game and some folk tales and some other spooky stuff a little bit later on in the show. But first, what's been going on with you? Oh. Nothing. <laughs> That's fair. That's not, fair. Not really anything. <laughs> Nothing going on. Well, I mean, you got a, a, a job interview, right? Well, no, oh man, this is a fucking. So, I get the guy calls me. He's like, "You got the job." I'm like, "Hooray!" And then it's like, "Hey, when do I start?" Ghosted. I spent the whole weekend doing paperwork and shit like that for this job, and now he's not replying to me. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Uh, really good way to build your hopes up and dash them. Well, maybe it's just, uh, maybe he's busy with something. Nah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> Come on the show. Dude, this <laughs> motherfucker the- <laughs> has been, like, pressuring me all the time. Like, are you there for the interview? Have you been to the interview? Did you- How did the interview go? Blah, blah, blah. Well, let me blah, 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 blah. and then it's like oh you got the job and i'm like okay so now what and he's like well, i don't know <laughs> like what <laughs> like well he sounds like a real stand-up guy i'm happy you're gonna go work for him not him he's a recruiter that works for the company wonderful <laughs> yeah awesome so i'm, I'm like i was wondering because i was like man is is this still a thing because i have another interview coming up and he was like you got the job and i'm like did you just trick me to not take the other job so you could just keep me on the line? He 100% did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, it'll probably turn out fine. It'll be cool. We'll see. It'll be all right. Don't worry about it, Blaze. I believe in you. If anything, you still have Louis Vuitton. <laughs> um, did you watch anything the last couple of weeks? Anything of interest? <laughs> to be honest, no. No, nothing? No, like this week has been a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. uh, because uh, all of the Mexico servers are down hmm. for the entire company. So it's like, oh, great. And they're like, hey, have you worked on this yet? And the networking team is like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. <laughs> so we're just getting angry phone calls, obviously, because people are like, hey, I can't work. Like, yeah, usually uh, that happens. <laughs> yeah, and uh, networking team is just like oh, whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So we're get we're taking. They're like we don't take phone calls, so we're not getting angry screams at us. So unbelievable. Yeah, so that's been pretty much my week, and really wanting to watch Mad God. 
Uh, yeah, I still haven't watched it. Want to? Yeah, I've heard uh, enough weird reviews of it. I know that it's a, uh, you know, it's taken like over twenty some years to make mm-hmm. because it, he started in the nineties and he just finished it, you know, recently. Um, so it's it's uh seems to be more than just a novelty though. It seems like it's a really weird kind of head trip, kind yeah, of voyage through hell kind of film. It's so. a Dante's Inferno outline kind of thing from yeah, what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um. So last episode we were talking about the Hellraiser series. Yes. And I watched. I said I was going to continue my journey because I only watched the first four Hellraisers. You the watched ones five, I've ever seen. and so you said I watched, it was okay. So I watched five. But we, I haven't talked about it on the show. Yeah, you did. You talked about five last time. No, I didn't. Last time we did Hellraiser 4. That was the last episode. Hold on. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. I we, swear you said you said watch five. Oh, yeah, maybe I told we... you in, uh, in person. In person. Okay. Yeah, but not on the microphones. He watched Hellraiser 5. <laughs> yeah, I watched Hellraiser Inferno. And uh, I mentioned before, even though I was kind of laughing about it, about... Uh, that the studios didn't know what to do with the Hellraiser franchise or whatever. And they also didn't know what to do with some scripts. So sometimes you would get a script for just a random movie and they go, Hey, Pinhead is marketable. We could throw him in there. Just throw him in the movie and make it a Hellraiser film. And this one is one of the uh, leading examples of that. Uh, it actually, it's actually good that I'm bringing it up this weekend though, as we're going into this weekend, because it's the first feature film I think it's the first feature film. I think the film he did before this was just kind of like a, uh, like a student film or like a short film or something like that. But this is like his first like bigger movie, and that's Scott Derrickson, who directed Sinister and Doctor Strange. And this weekend, his new movie, The Black Phone, comes out. I'm really excited for uh, that one. So Hellraiser Inferno is, uh, it's clearly not a Hellraiser movie originally. It has more sheer tissue with, like, Jacob's Ladder than Hellraiser. And Pinhead is only in it for, like, three minutes. <laughs> Four minutes. Something like that. He's in it, like, very short time. It feels like they just threw the lament configuration to kind of be the MacGuffin that's kind of pushing the plot forward and having some Cenobite imagery. But it's more like this head trip, like, psychological horror film more than a body horror film. And uh, I actually like it. I don't think it's that bad. The star is the same guy that starred in... Uh, Nightbreed, that's Cabal. Yeah. So another little bit of a Clive Barker connection and everything. And uh, I'll actually stand by the movie. I think the movie is a better film than the third or fourth movie in the Hellraiser franchise. So I'm continuing my journey. I hear that six, the next one to watch, is uh, really fucking bad. So, <laughs> and this, it, But it brings back Kirsty. Oh, okay. And it's unofficially the last one that Clive... I, we lied last time. We said Hellraiser 4 was the last one that Clive Barker had anything to do with. It's actually Hellraiser 6, but he was uncredited. But it's officially the last one he had anything to do with, on or off so the So 4 box. was the last one he was credited on. Yeah, okay. yeah. And he had so nothing to do with lie. 5. we We were just yeah. not totally factual. <laughs> yeah, and then 6. 5, he had nothing to do with. 6 is a... He, he was... He helped a little bit with the story and stuff. Um, but the main character is played by, uh, I can't remember that actor. I like him. He's a great character actor. He's in Law & Order for a long time. People know him best as uh, playing Mayhem in uh, those commercials, mm, in yeah. the, the car insurance commercials. We'll just call him Allstate, man. Yeah, that guy. 
using Law and Order. You see him all kinds of different shit using fucking 30 Rock and stuff. But he's the main. So I watched like the first like six minutes of it. I'm like, oh, he's our main character in this movie. Okay. That's a bad sign. Uh, <laughs> it's like Dean, Dean something out of my phone's over there. I'll check later. Who gives a shit? Um, what else? Uh, I started watching Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a few episodes in. I like it. It's not bad. It's not bad. I listen. Whenever it's done, I'm sure I'm not gonna be like, "Well, I need to go rewatch that." Like, I can't wait for the next season. But you know, there's nothing wrong with a show like Stranger Things. It's just comfort food. Nothing's wrong with comfort food like Stranger Things or the Marvel films. You know, sometimes you just like hanging out with these characters and stuff, right? But here's a few observations I made <laughs> in the first couple episodes. First off. I get it. People are talking about the Kate Bush song. Oh. But can we talk about how whenever Eddie Munson is introduced, we don't get one but two cramp songs and nobody's fucking talking about it? <laughs> the cramps are in the show and nobody talks about it. There's two cramp songs in the scene that introduces a character that caught like fire because everybody's talking about Eddie Munson all over the internet also. Oh, yeah. They're not shutting up about him. Fucking, the cramps are awesome. <laughs> I mean, Kate Bush is awesome also. But check out the cramps. <laughs> Come on, what the fuck? Um, second of all, I said this the last few seasons. I stand by it. Definitely in this season also. Kill Nancy. Just get rid of her. Yeah. If they had to kill any of the, like, like I guess she's a main character. Main to secondary characters. Like, one of the, like, younger characters. I mean, I feel characters. like you could get rid of Nancy or Jonathan. Get rid of both of them. Na- Nancy literally, here's Nancy's plot line the last two seasons. They literally have to find stuff for her to do. So, they're like, oh, she's going on a journalistic assignment. And she basically just figures out the same thing that everybody else has already figured out and is already at. And then she's like, hey, I'm here too. Just cut just cut out all her plot. Who gives a shit? Just kill her off. You kill her off, then Mike has something to be upset about since Mike is affected by it, Eleven's affected by it, which affects the other characters, all that. Just get rid of Nancy. I'm sorry. I'm sure the actress is very nice. Don't give a shit about that character. Just get rid of her. Get rid of Jonathan. What's Jonathan's arc right now? I mean, I haven't got that I like far. to smoke weed. That's all his arc is. It's like, look, he's just, he's a pothead now. It's like, Okay. And it's like you really didn't know about what to do with Nancy. It's like he wants to go to school, but he also wants to be in a relationship. It's like, it's like these these episodes are like over an hour long each. Like, can, can we cut this shit? Like, can we edit all this out? And then Argyle. Uh, Argyle is uh oh, oh oh, it's his friend. Yeah yeah yeah. He's just they're just He's two stellar characters. Yeah. He's a, a a not very funny comedic really. No. It, the, the, it, listen, like stoner comedy may have been funny in like the 90s, early 2000s, but it's, it's 2022 now. It's just, stoner humor just isn't that funny anymore. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, just, it just doesn't work that well. Um, but positives, I'll say, uh, I'm liking it. I, I like that. It, it, I think it's doing horror way better. Yeah, I'll give it that. I think I think like the death scenes have been like way more brutal than you know the the previous seasons and stuff. It also um I don't know, I just like uh you know I mean I I'm just enjoying you know seeing these characters again and all that stuff and that's fine and I'm having a good time with it and uh I'm interested in seeing where it's going. Also, the the nostalgia isn't as bad. The references aren't hitting me over the head as much anymore, I don't think. Like it, it, it's still like very much '80s, but I don't feel like it's beating you over the head with it as much yeah. yet. Um, I don't know if that changes or not, but um, I can't stop laughing every time I've watched 
the show now when Mike shows up after what you said last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever you said, Mike just has a unibrow now. <laughs> Which he doesn't... It's, it's close. It's not exactly a unibrow, but it's close enough. It's close <laughs> enough to... He looks like a kid with an aerosol addiction. I think I said that to you already. <laughs> um, in news that connects to this, they say that... Uh, the fifth season, there'll be a time jump. They have to do a time jump. These kids are getting too old. They, they took too long. It's been three years since the last season. Do you realize that? Yeah. The third season came out in 2019. Yep. Uh, these kids are getting too old. Uh, I mean, you know, Millie Bobby Brown is old enough now to where Drake lost interest. So, <laughs> I mean, that means that she's 18. Drake doesn't want anything to do with her anymore. They're <laughs> 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 um, uh, uh yeah, they had to do a time jump. I mean, they're going to have a mortgage next season. <laughs> yeah. Of their yeah. own. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, problems. man. It's... We'll see what happens. But uh, speaking of kids being too old for things, <laughs> uh, the new uh, uh, It TV show, The Town of Dairy. You haven't heard of this? Uh-uh. They're making a TV show Why? about the kids in Dairy. Just the the other kids that aren't the Losers Club, I from different generations. I don't know. Like I, the, it's I think it's called the Town of Dairy. I saw a commercial for it the other week, and I was like, why? <laughs> I imagine it's going to be a generational thing. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think I said this on an earlier episode. It's like it emits so much like to the movies that I'm getting kind of tired of hearing about all the time. Even though I really love. Midsommar, and I really like the first It. Part two is kind of a piece of shit. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> but uh, the first the first part's really good. Bill I really Hader, like you failed me. I also speak of Finn Wolfhard. That's another connection. Oh, yeah. Finn Wolfhard is in uh, those ones. But uh, before he had the unibrow. <laughs> Pre, pre-unibrow. <laughs> Pre, pre-brow. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Bill Hader, Bill Hader was one of the better parts of the second, uh, sure. the second movie. Yeah. He's good at it. Um, sure. What wasn't good about part two is it's the same scene seven times in a row. Yeah, it's really annoying and redundant. It's exactly like each time it's like they have to go find their totem. They have like a flashback, jump scare, run around, jump scare, next person. And it's the same fucking thing for each character in a row. The movie's two and hours of 40 fucking minutes. Like it's the same fucking scene over and over again, followed by like, a 30 minute battle it's just like dude just wrap it up just fuck it i'm, I'm over this i'm done with this fucking movie just yeah wrap it, it, the is, fuck up. it is not a good movie um um we didn't talk about uh this came out a couple weeks ago but we didn't talk about uh even when we brought up scream previously did you hear where the new scream is set manhattan yeah taking ghost face to new york city which i was gonna say this is the first time he's been out of uh out of the town but yeah. but that's that's not true well which one uh and the third one they're in california they're oh, in los that's angeles right. and the third one yeah yeah uh we'll see nev campbell says uh she's not coming back we don't I, blame her I, I definitely don't um what else we got oh uh speaking of horror stories <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Have you, the other day, I watched some live footage from the new Motley Crue tour. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's probably fucking awful. <laughs> Listen, I don't think it's much to ask. 
that yeah, you're in a band. I don't care if you're legacy or not. When you're a musician, you may want to like stay at least at some kind of level of you know, some level of like okay, I can still do it. Vince Nill <laughs> is a chubby piece of shit that <laughs> he's so fucking bad. He, no, he. I have literally. I feel like he is strictly doing this to get more beer and drugs until he dies. That's fine. I mean, way better musicians have passed away. Yes. Uh, nobody will mourn Vince Neil. Like the clip came up in my suggested videos on YouTube. I watch it, and like, listen, the set designer, production designer, all looks like the set looks awesome. Like the stage setup is great, and all that. But it's like you're watching like these four guys, and if you ever read the Dirt book, or probably watched the movie. I didn't watch the movie. I read the book, but uh, you know, it's three assholes and McMars. Um, yeah, <laughs> three awful fucking people and McMars um, are on stage, and Vince Neil is not hitting most of the notes. He's doing the smart thing. He's having the audience sing most of the stuff for him. You know, doing the mic thing. Yeah. Because every time he tries to hit like anything like he used to, his voice immediately cracks or he's flat. It happens. Um, but they also have like, they have like the girl dancers are like, yeah, we're here. Cause we want to fuck the guys of Motley Crue. And like, they're like the backup singers, but like the sexy girls. Cause it's Motley Crue, right? Let's fuck these 60 year olds. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what's running across their mind. Yes. Uh, we're <laughs> keeping up for Vince Neil. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Tommy Lee. Maybe I may believe that, but like, come on. <laughs> Tommy Lee's not in it. Well, he injured himself. Yeah. So he injured himself. a different drummer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, but every time I just get nervous when I was watching the video, I thought they were going to like pass my Mick Mars actually like, bump and he's going to shatter into like 20 pieces. I'm like, you don't touch him. <laughs> Watch out for him. Um, what, uh, I thought there was another piece of news I wanted to bring up. Um, something else coming out. Or some other news. <sighs> maybe, maybe not. I mean, we had our news quota time. Yeah. Is there anything else? Uh, I ain't got shit, man. <laughs> damn. I feel like more would have happened in two weeks. Nope. I feel like there's something I'm forgetting, but I'll probably remember. I'll just bring it up next episode. We never talked about the Monsters trailer a couple weeks ago. The yeah, little we, teaser. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. We didn't? No. Oh, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> no. It's a little teaser. It's 30 seconds. I, we it's forgot the to bring original it up. intro and then them sitting on a couch. And have a little like ending joke. What now? I'll tell you, like the trailer, I'm like, eh, whatever. But listen, I'm liking their enthusiasm making the film. Yeah, no, <laughs> all I the mean all too. the stuff that Rob Zombie's been posting on the like fact Instagram. It's not even PG thirteen makes PG. me excited about it. I'm worried that's three hours long, but <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a. But I, I I just even though I'm I'm so shaky on it, all the stuff that Rob Zombie's been posting on Instagram, I'm okay with. It seems like they're having fun making it. It seems like he's really excited to make it. So I, I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, All right. Well. Trailer time. Let's start the main topic. Alligator. Alligator. It lives 50 feet beneath the streets. It's 36 feet long. It weighs over 2,000 pounds. And it's about to break out. Ah! 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 
You're looking at the one who saw it. And it was big. You said it was dark. Now, perhaps you're mistaken. Ah! An alligator half that size would starve in a week. No! Coming up with some garbage about alligators in the sewers. Alligators in the sewers? Once it escaped, there was no way to stop it. No! No! The safety of the public is my job! It could be anywhere. There he is. Ready to attack at any moment. You know, I've seen what this animal can do. You'd better take all the help you can get. Unbelieved it. Now, no one will forget it. Alligator. All right. The Alligator. 1980. Uh-huh. <laughs> Directed by Louis Teague. Written by John Sells. Um, and the story was by him and uh, Frank Ray Pirelli. Um, but John Sells took Frank Ray's original story outline and rewrote it. And you were saying uh, John Sales also wrote Piranha and The Howling. John Sales is very prolific. Uh, John Sales is an amazing, not only writer, but also director. His directing career has been, uh, he's been nominated for many, many awards. Um, uh, Yeah, prior to this, John Sales, two years before this, wrote another animal. There was a bunch of animal attack films were coming out in the uh, aftermath of Jaws. Yeah. Um, which he wrote with jo- Joe Dante, uh, director Joe Dante, uh, produced by Roger Corman, Piranha. Uh, John Sells wrote Piranha, uh, which I love. Uh, and then two years later, he wrote this movie, Alligator. Uh, a year after this, he teamed up with Joe Dante again and uh, wrote The Howling. One of my favorites. And also, Joe Dante was offered to direct this movie, Alligator, before Louis Teague, but he turned it down. Uh, so they would be collaborating again. Uh, this time, John Sells, I don't know if he had started directing yet. Uh, this same year, he also wrote uh, Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And uh, he also wrote the original screenplay for what would eventually become E.T. Um, and they kept some of the stuff that he wrote in that original screenplay in the movie. It was called something different, uh, including a line... That just happens to be a movie about alligators in the sewers. So mm. I think we're gonna have a hard time pushing Alien Boy. <laughs> uh, how about uh, E.T. the extra testicular <laughs> alien? Mm. <laughs> it just looks like a ball sack. Uh, yes, glowy stick finger. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then John Selzo's had an amazing uh, directing career. He directed uh, Eight Men Out, which is one of the best sports films of all time. Uh, Lone Star, Passion Fish. Uh, Lone Star also 
for both of those movies, he got nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Uh, I mean, he's had a very, very big directing career, very big uh, writing career as well. Um, Night Skies, by the way, is the name of the original screenplay of E.T. Uh, that was an early draft of the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he he didn't only he not only did he write a lot of like you know genre film type stuff and bring kind of cleverness to it, as you can see with this or the Howling or you know. Battle Beyond the Stars or whatever he kind of he knows how to work within genre but make it like clever it's really good um, but as a director he's, he's outstanding as well but John Sells wrote this film and Louis T who directed it also directed Cujo oh okay and uh, uh, um, I mean despite what you think it is it's actually pretty good what the movie Alligator yeah oh yeah no Alligator's really I mean, good it's, it's better than Lake Placid <laughs> Uh, people love Lake Placid because I, I, I like Lake Placid, but people like Lake Placid because it's, you know, it came out for most of us that like it at a certain time of our generation, at least. Yeah. Certain, we were of a certain age when that Honestly, movie came I'd out. Honestly, I'd say we the best it. Gator movie past this is Crawl. I, I was actually thinking about Crawl while rewatching this. Yeah. I wanted to bring that up. Crawl, we were both surprised by. Yeah. Because I made fun of those trailers like a motherfucker. We had a fun time watching it. Yeah, though. we wanted to saw We just watching alligators fuck shit up in yeah. Florida. If you guys have never saw fucking uh, uh, Crawl, if you haven't seen Crawl. And you like gator movies. Even if you don't like gator movies, you just like like a cool like monster flick. Yeah. Just watch Crawl. It's a really tight, entertaining uh, monster film. Like, of a you know, just two characters getting chased around by a gator. I mean, there's a few other, like, characters here and there, but it's just mainly just as... Uh, 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 father and daughter. Father and daughter, yeah. Daughter goes and tries to get her father because a hurricane's hitting Florida, as it often does. Yeah, we're pretty <laughs> And she goes to the University of Florida, which actually connects into something I'm going to say in a second. Uh, but, uh... Because we're in Gainesville? <laughs> well, yes. But uh, the movie starts in Gainesville, and then she goes and... Uh, She's not, she doesn't hear from her dad where a hurricane hits. So she goes, find him. He's locked and uh, he's has a bunch of rubble on him down the down downstairs. It's not Some, a basement. We don't have basements here for anybody that's listening. Crawl space. Yeah, it's a crawl space. We, we aren't allowed to have basements in Florida. But um, a gator broke out of the zoo, I think, or something, out of the flooding. And is like in the neighborhood and like fucking shit up. And yeah. they have to figure out how to get out of the house with this gator game. And the gator's fucking giant. It's a great movie. But the gator that was made for this, I'll just get this bit of trivia out of the way right now. So, like Jaws, uh, there's actually a few comparisons I'll be making throughout our conversation about it. But uh, they made a big animatronic gator for this film. Uh, we'll just call it Ramon because it's the name of the gator in the movie. Um, and... Like Jaws is a big mal- it malfunction quite often, but once they were done filming, they donated the gator to the University of Florida and they brought it out at games. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? They used it as a mascot here, and they would bring it out for like some games and stuff like that. But it was the same gator from Alligator. How about Ramon. that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, Alligator stars Robert Forster, who's a favorite of mine. Vigilante. And- uh, Vigilante Jackie. But most people know. Uh, most people know from. Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Max Cherry and Jackie Brown. And Quentin Tarantino actually wanted him for Max Cherry because of Alligator. I think it's a mix, though. He's, he stated, I remember watching a panel, and I'll get to in a second, where he, he says that 
this is the movie why you wanted Robert Forrester for for uh, for uh, Jackie Brown. But I think it's a mix of this medium cool and Vigilante because I know that he is a big fan of William Lustig also who directed Vigilante. Uh, and because William Lustig said that Quentin Tarantino originally wanted him. I don't know how true this part is because I've only say, heard Bill Lustig say it. But allegedly he said that Quentin Tarantino wanted him originally to direct True Romance before Tony Scott. So who knows? But uh Quentin likes to think that Max Cherry in uh, in uh, Jackie Brown is actually the same character, Robert Forrester's character in Alligator, but he just got older, retired from the police, and became a bell bondsman. <laughs> but he wrote the character Max Cherry just like the character in Alligator. Madison. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, Robert Forrester is a cop named David Madison, a uh, detective. Uh... And uh, Robert Forster also, a lot of jokes about his receding hairline in this movie. Yep. All ad-libbed. Really? He added those in. Oh, okay. And he told John Sells, and John Sells like, that's great. He was like writing his the character dialogue in as like, Robert Forster was like shooting the jokes and stuff. So he's very like aware. It wasn't just like, John Sells like, look at this stupid, balding piece of shit. Like, Ow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it was all Robert Forster. Also, rest in peace, Robert Forster. Uh, one of my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite character actors. I love him. I mean, worked with, of course, Tarantino. Worked with David Lynch. He was in Mulholland Drive. You know, other projects from David Lynch as well. Clever Lop. He, he was always great at playing a, a, the everyman character. We watched a movie not too long ago, you and I, um, called Walking the Edge. Yeah. With him and uh, Joe Spinell in it. Uh, teamed them up again. They, they worked together on Vigilante. Yeah, that was good. But uh, pretty good at where he's a cab driver that's helping this woman uh, escape these these uh, gangsters. Thugs, yeah, thugs. Stealing yeah. cars. And- yeah, and Joe Spinell is the gang leader. Uh, pretty good. But uh, love Robert Forrester. Rest in peace. And also, now that Cobb Barrett Call Saul, he was on Breaking Bad and Barrett Call Saul. Um, the vacuum man. Yeah, he was, he was the, that was the, he's the vacuum man in that. Um, but awesome. Yeah. Great, great, great actor. Miss you, R. Forster. Um, but yeah, alligator. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say about it. Pre-production wise. They want to make this is just in the wave of monster attack films or animal attack films that came as a wave after jaws and the folklore of an alligator being in the sewers. Yes. Yes. So you want to take point unless you want me to. Who did it last time? Uh, you did. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> so this one's not as hard to follow. So no. So alligator. Fucking Hellraiser four was hard to recoup. Yeah. On. Yeah, but we have so many jokes. I don't know how many jokes we got this time. Yeah, because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so alligator. Well, we have one. <laughs> we have a few. <laughs> so alligator is the uh, starts out, and also if you guys want to watch this, it's on Shutter right now. Um. That and Alligator 2. Yeah, yeah, Alligator 2, the mutation. Um, so the movie starts out, girl is with her family. They go to an alligator farm or a reptile farm of some sort. See a man get mauled by an alligator. Rip- <laughs> and they're like, man, this is... And the little girl sees this and then goes, I want a pet alligator. <laughs> I want a little thing that can maul people as well. So... Uh, yeah, she they get her a little baby alligator, which is <laughs> don't get alligators as pets. Yeah, 
they're supposed to be wild. Don't yeah. do that to them. Yeah. Wild, young, and free. If they do, if you do that, I hope it eats you. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. Take this movie as a warning what happens. Yes. Um, so they got baby alligator, and she's all happy. She names it Ramon, and uh, she puts it into her little, little uh, aquarium. aquarium. And uh, flash forward, I guess, a couple days. I don't fucking know. But she's at school, and the dad's all pissed off. It's like, there's fucking shit all behind the fucking... There's alligator shit all behind the, the washing machine. I'm getting rid of this fucking thing. And pulls it off his aquarium, runs upstairs. And the mom is like, no, don't do it. He's like, fuck this. And flushes it down the toilet. And our story begins. And Ramon goes on an adventure of finding himself. <laughs> It's an animated film for, for the whole for family. Yeah. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Um, so it gets flushed down the toilet. Uh, while it's down there, we find a little bit later on, but we'll just say it now, uh, it gets exposed to something, some type of chemical, and 12 years later, it is now a big fucking alligator. A very big Ramon. They, they say it's as big as a car, at least. An Eldorado. An Eldorado. According to children. Well, they say it's big as an Eldorado, but they ask where our force is. Like, oh, they can only get to 15 feet. It says it's bigger than 15 feet. I don't think, I think an Eldorado is smaller than 15 feet long. Yeah, probably. So, I don't know. The measurements are off. Um, anyways, Ralph Forster is a detective. We get introduced to him. There's a 12-year... Well, he said... Wait a minute. He said body, and then he's like, but then you add the tail. The tail, yeah. So, yeah, the okay. Really that makes yeah. sense. He's like, the body's as big, big as, as El Dorado. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, uh, Ralph Forster... Uh, so, fuck you. That child's measurements were accurate. Fuck <laughs> that kid. That kid's a smart ass anyways. Um, we jumped 12 years. Uh, we're introduced to Detective Madison... Who's player Robert Forster? He is going to buy a dog at the local animal animal shelter. And let's let me just that's put not this, a shelter, uh, a pet store. Sorry, yeah. uh, let me put uh, this. Don't uh, buy dogs at a pet store. Get them at the shelter. You <laughs> yeah, get get at the shelter. Go to a pet store, uh, which which you really can't find pets that many like pet stores like that anymore. Thank anyways. goodness. Um, that's really not a thing. Right? How they used to be in like malls and shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Just last year, I saw one in a Jacksonville mall, and they had all these dogs just locked in kennels. It was Aww, awful. Oh, that's it was awful. terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, what I'm bring up is uh, pre-warning. A lot of dogs die in this movie. Yeah. Like it's almost a, there's a subplot about puppies getting killed. Literally, there is. Um, <laughs> like not joking. That's not a joke. That, that's that's me being serious. So, uh, warning, trigger warning, whatever. If, if you're triggered by dog deaths in a movie, don't watch this movie. Um, and if you're triggered about us talking about dog deaths, don't listen anymore. Uh, because it's going to come up. Because uh, it's hilarious. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so, uh, Robert Forster is like, oh, yeah, well, I went by this dog. And the owner is kind of like, you know, he's being friendly or whatever. And. Rob Forster, Detective Madison, is asking him uh, different questions about him. He's like, oh, yeah, somebody uh, kidnapped my dog or whatever. Uh, well, my dog went missing, so I, I decided I had to get a new dog. And uh, the guy's like, oh, okay. And he's acting kind of shady. He's like, all right, well, I'll see you later. And Rob Forster kind of fucks off. And the guy's like, uh-oh, he's on to me. Because little do we, not far after do we find out that this guy's kidnapping fucking dogs on the side of the road. And not just kidnapping them to sell. No. He's giving them to uh, a, a lab 
that's doing experiments on looking for some type of new hormone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're apparently the scientist that's doing the head scientist wants puppies. Only puppies. <laughs> Only puppies. Very explicitly says. The guy even tries. He's like, Dude, would you want cats or something or anything else? He's like, puppies. Yeah. I need puppies. <laughs> he a- is like a uh, fucking uh, like puppy Goebbels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all kind of puppies in the uh, cage. Too many puppies. <laughs> Primus, come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Les. You know you want to. Less is more. (laughs) We'll even get a little baby pool full of clay. They'll make you come on. Um, So, uh, uh, yes, they're killing puppies as part of research. And uh, the guy's like, all right, I guess I'll kidnap your puppy. So he just drives around in his fucking dog van. And finds this dog just walking around. There's a dog just like just with just a kinda, collar on, just strutting the street. It looks like he's just like going on a like a walk. He's just walking himself. It's like no, listen, you guys stay here. He told his owners, I got this. You you stay home. I'll They're walk like, myself. You are just the most treasured dog ever. He's like, I know. I bring you the paper. I make you coffee. I take myself for a walk. I poop outside. I actually open the door, and let myself out. He gets I got kidnapped this. by this piece of shit. Yeah, I just want to know the rest of the story about that dog. But guess what? I want to know if he's alive. <laughs> that dog is fucking growth hormone food now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The scientists got rid of him. Um, at this time, uh, the scientist says, "Hey, uh, I need you to dump some corpses of all the dogs you brought us." brought us and he's like all right so the 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 pet store owner goes down the sewer he starts dumping the bodies of the puppies so bad into the sewer but it awakens something in the water holy shit there's a giant alligator in the sewers and it tears this guy apart eats him now a little bit before this uh we already found human pieces yes from the sewers robert forster got called um since he's homicide, that they found pieces of human in the sewer at a uh, at a plant. Is that what yeah, they found? Yeah, the... it was like a reten- water retention plant or something yeah. like that. So he was already like, oh, well, something hacked somebody up. I don't know. So they find this guy's body parts. Robert Forster's like, oh, that's not the see. same body parts. Yeah, this is a different leg. Cause it's... of how he cuts his <laughs> toenails. Robert Forster knew he's very. He's like, well, his the toenails. Guy squares them off. This guy rounds his toenails. Yeah, and I never think of it. Just, I just clip them to where they're yeah, short. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, Robert Forster would have no idea what to do with me. He's like, this one's way longer than the other one, and this one's got a point to it. Like, he clipped it diagonally. I don't know what this maniac was doing. His feet are also fucking gross. Yeah, he's got some nasty toes. I hope it's just because it was in the sewer. <laughs> and you're like, and like, nope. <laughs> Ghost me is like, nah, I just got grody feet. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Andy. <laughs> Andy, come on the show. I talked to Andy yesterday. Oh. Yeah. And he gave us compliments with the show. So thank you, Andy. It's good hearing from you. Good to hear from you, as always. Um so uh uh yeah, Robert Forster is like, all right, well, definitely not the same arm and leg. They don't go to the same person. Uh so there's a mystery. Now, all the cops they don't trust. They don't trust uh, Madison. Nope. 
And why is that? Because his partner back at his, where he used to be stationed in uh, St. Louis. Louis, yeah, uh, he his his partner got killed, and everybody blames him for it. Um, so we got transferred to this place, and all the cops also, are still kind of killer used of his gun, used his gun to kill him. Yeah, that's why everyone isn't sure. Yeah. Um. So uh, uh, he's he's on the case. He's he's trying to find out. He he thinks that there's something down in the sewers. He's like, well, these body parts keep on showing up. We better go down the sewers. We better investigate. And he's like, who wants to come with me? And, and all the cops are like, like eh. Eh, you'll probably just shoot me. He's like, eh, that's not true. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna take my chance. And here comes John Kelly. <laughs> so Kelly's like, I'll go with you. And he's like, okay, why? He's like, oh, I have nothing better to do. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kind of sitting here. <laughs> like, okay. So um, they go on an adventure down to the sewers. <laughs> and they're searching. Well, before that, uh-huh. while they're getting ready, a man runs in with a. Oh, yeah. That was claiming he killed everyone. <laughs> yeah. And says he came to kill the rest of the police. And he pulled his shirt off and there was a bomb. Yeah. But they catch him and they deactivate the bomb, which will come in later. Yes. Yeah. Go. Uh, so they go down the sewers and they're walking around and uh, they aren't finding anything. And it's like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe we should just go back. And Rock Forster goes ahead. He's looking for something. And he's like, Kelly? And he has no, there's no answer. Da, 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 da. He's looking around. He's like, Kelly? No answer. And all of a sudden we see a camera sneaking up behind Robert Forster, getting closer and closer to him. And all of a sudden, a hand comes on just grabs his ass. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I fingered you. And we were talking like, you know, good game, like smack the ass. I mean, that's like a he full straight up grabbed his gooch. <laughs> a finger might have slipped in. <laughs> full on raw forcer ass grab. Um, he gooch gooped him. <laughs> yes. He scooped that gooch. And he's like, ah, you, you got me. You got me. I think there was something that that I read about uh, about the Robert the... Forster liking ass play. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, kid, I really like it when you grip my gooch. That's that's it. <laughs> um, I shot my last partner because he didn't grab me like you do. <laughs> I thought there was something about him. We can't find it. But um, so they're like, okay, well, let's just get out of here. We aren't finding anything. But oh my God, what's been behind him the whole time? A giant fucking alligator. And they're like, holy shit, there is an alligator. Oh my God. And they run from him and they try to climb up out of the John sewer. John Kelly gets eaten. He gets ate. And, and Rar Forster's like, no. And I'm. They're. They're all gonna think I killed this guy. Also. Yeah. Then he wakes up in a hospital bed. <laughs> wakes up in a hospital bed. They're like, "What happened?" He's like, ah, "I passed out." Uh, they're like, "Oh, you pa- They found you just in the middle of the street, passed out next to a, a man manhole, and uh, just rambling about an alligator. And you've actually been rambling in this hospital bed about bed about an alligator for like you know eight hours. I don't fucking know <laughs> for long. And here comes Mister Journalist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, You've been holding out on us, Madison. What's going on down there? Yeah. Well, well. First of all, his chief police is very involved. Yes. Uh, the the chief of police um, is eyebrows comparable <laughs> to Stranger Things. 
No, his eyebrows are way better. It is like Ernest Bornine fucked Finn. <laughs> He's, um, God damn, what's the name of the actor? He played Pangeli in Godfather Part 2. Uh, Michael Gazzo. Um, plays the police chief. Who has amazing eyebrows. <laughs> amazing owl eyebrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... He's uh, uh he's just up in a tree. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> so you think he's a uh, who's gonna catch this gator? <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's uh, he might as well be a detective because he's really he's out on the field with Robert Forster. He's doing things. Like, yeah, you're like you're a chief. Like, don't you just sit in the office and tell other people what they're yeah. doing? He's like, no. He's investigating. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, so they have a press conference to be like, okay, there's a gator down in the, uh, sewers. This, this cop died. They're all like, are you sure you didn't kill the cop? And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was sure that. (laughs) Yeah. And then you have this one reporter who's like, Hey, uh, you killed your part, your ex partner, right? I heard he was stabbed. He's like, he was shot. It's like, I knew it. <laughs> That's right. You're right. He was shot. Shot with what? He's like, all right, this is over. We'll see you guys later. Now this journalist is going around snooping. You're like, oh my God, this is going to be a major Now he hears about the alligators. Through the movie. There's going to be this big subplot throughout the film. Is that this guy is is, uh, is going to be trying to find the dirt on a Madison, right? Uh, during this time, I think he goes and talks to a doctor. Herpetologist. Herpetologist. Uh, and uh, shocker, it's, it's a girl from the beginning of the film. I'll just spoil it right now. <laughs> it's a girl from the beginning I of the mean, film. I mean, they don't even really bring that back up. They're just like, they, they yeah, no, it's it her. Yeah. But She's, it doesn't really matter. No. No, because she doesn't remember. She doesn't realize. I didn't realize this until I was reading up on the Tribune behind the scenes. She never comes face to face with the alligator. Nope. Not once. Not once. Yeah. She doesn't even know it's Ramon. She doesn't even, they didn't even mention, like, her parents. She doesn't even know that her dad flushed Maybe it. the whole time he's just been searching for his mama. Maybe she's the alligator. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Rara Forcer fucked the alligator in this movie. How about that? I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened. <laughs> so, uh... So she's like, there's no way. Yeah, there's no... It's like, alligators, yeah, they can't get that big. And he's like, listen, I've seen it. It ate a man. It's like, maybe you killed your partner. You killed <laughs> I think it was you. <laughs> And he's like, God damn it, I don't, I don't kill cops. I'll kill anybody. Flash forward to <laughs> in, a journalist in the sewer like a dumbass. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go investigate. And uh, guess what he finds? A giant fucking the, the inside of a gator's belly. <laughs> Thankfully, he was smart enough to take as many pictures of it while being eaten as he could. Yeah, so they find the camera. So that's how plot's done. He's dead. So that's not a thing that's running throughout the movie. Um, they find the camera. They're like, look at all this. And snaps like, you know, the inside of the mouth, the close-up of the eye, all this stuff. And then they print the best headline <laughs> ever where it's like, uh, what is his name? Um, oh, Jesus. What is the uh, uh, Kemp? Uh, his last name is Kemp. And they're like, Kemp, Kemp comes face to face with his own murderer. <laughs> and it just has the pictures of the gator on there that he took. <laughs> or captures pictures of his own murderer. <laughs> It's like, well, I don't know how sensitive that is afterwards, but um, this whole time uh, they call <laughs> after words they call uh, uh, Madison, tell him what they found. Uh, he's at home reading a book about gators, 
can't just look at pictures of gators eating dogs. <laughs> so the next thing you know, we got a police search for gators. Yes, yes. So they're like, okay, maybe a gator. Or maybe somebody dressed like a gator. Maybe it's not a gator at all. Who knows? But there's something down the sewers eating people. And so uh, uh, he goes there and, and uh, he goes back to, to uh, what's her name? Is it Robin? Uh, Marissa. Robert Riker's the actress's name. Marissa. Uh, goes back to Marissa and is like, do you believe me now? She's like, okay, it may be a gator, but no gator can get that big. It just uh, doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Uh, so he's like, well, we're going to go check the sewers anyways. So uh, thanks for all your help. Meaning uh, no help at all. <laughs> And uh, they're like, all right, we're going to section off the, the sewer. We're going to send cops through every entrance. We're going to try and find this fucking gator. They come back empty handed. Nothing yet. And everyone's laughing. But Marissa showed up and she's like, oh, wow, it's this balding. This balding man is, 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 is way more attractive than I thought he was, maybe. I don't know. Now I that I've seen it. pictures of this gator, yeah. he's very hot. Yeah, no, he's hot. Look, look, look how he's taking control trying to find this gator. Oh, there's not a gator down there. So <laughs> she goes over to his house. Bada bing. Bada. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that was a little bit later, right? Not really. It was like right after the yeah. investigation. Well, there are a couple now. <laughs> yeah. But during this time, oh, well, no. What happened first was that they didn't find the gator, and they're all like laughing, like, "Look at this fucking idiot! He thought a gator was in the fucking sewers, even though we saw fucking pictures." Ha ha, Madison, you killed your partner, and you probably killed this journalist, which I've always thought was gonna be like a running, like one Not way. Really, they just w- one way the script could have went is that there's all these people thinking he's thinking like, yeah, that that's like. Thinking they kill his partner, so like the one cop dies, and they're like, "Oh my god, he killed you know this cop." The silent, you know, he killed he killed another cop. And it's like, oh, this journalist was investigating him. Oh, he showed up dead. Oh, did he kill the journalist also? Oh, the chief is involved. Oh, the chief got killed. Oh my god, he's like leaving a trail of blood. This guy, he's like, no, there's an alligator, but nobody believes him. That's one way the movie could have went. It didn't, but doesn't, because immediately after the. Gator uh, burst through the fucking sidewalk. In a neighborhood where some kids are playing uh, uh, street ball. Uh, yeah, they don't really. They, nobody has bats. Nobody has a basketball or a soccer ball, but they have a ball of some sort. Yes. And they're playing a game. Of yeah, some, some kid game, and this one kid is kind of a smart ass. But immediately the gator just comes out of the side crashes out of the fucking sidewalk just out of the concrete from the sewer breaks through it everybody runs runs off they're all scared of shit cops driving through <laughs> sees kids running goes eh! <laughs> and he steers his car into another car giant explosion that normally wouldn't happen guy's still alive crawls out of the car sees giant gator giant gator eats him he goes holy free holy (laughs) so so, uh um, gator is now in the lake and the gator yeah gator walks off he finds the lake he's just hiding under there they're like oh my god we this gator's crazy killed a cop and i feel like the cop thought it last like i can't believe I stood there for like three minutes laughing at Detective Madison going, ha ha, there's no sewer gators, idiot. Ha, ha, and now I'm being eaten by a gator. And I'm being eaten by a gator. This, this is ironic. I he's can't just believe like this going happening. down. He's like, boy, is there a ring on my shirt? 
So the, the, the cops have a new new plan. They're like, all right, we're going to comb the whole area. We're going to find this gator because, okay, not only not only has it ate like three people, uh, it's property damage. It broke through the concrete. Okay, that's a city issue. Uh, it also, I, I'm going to blame for the graffiti all over the walls in this neighborhood because <laughs> this gator was here with a Z. So they're walking around <laughs> with a sketch of a gator. <laughs> have you seen this gator? Um, they also hire a hunter. A big game hunter. A big game hunter played by Henry Silva, um, who's been in a lot of things. He had a big career. He's still alive. He's 93 years old. Um, Come on the show. He's in a lot of – I love Henry Silva. He's in a lot of really good uh, Italian films, um, like The Italian Connection, which is an awesome Italian crime film directed by Leonardo uh, – uh, uh, God damn it. And completely uh, – DeLeo. Fernando DeLeo. Uh, and uh, – uh, also directed Ill Boss with him as well, which is also a big influence on Quentin Tarantino as well. Uh, Henry Silva is the, the star of that. It's another DeLeo film. Um, but uh, Henry Silva is a, a big game hunter. It's like it's like if they hire Craven the Hunter or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his ma- master plan is to show the news reporters how gators make love calls <laughs> and then pay some street boys to... <laughs> In beer to go help him find the gator. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, that's a great scene. Is whenever he's it getting is. interviewed by the journalist and uh, he's talking about like mating calls and all that stuff. It's so ridiculous. It's funny. Um, and she's like, Do gators fall in love? She's fucking into it. Yeah. She's like, Yeah. <sighs> yeah. She's about it. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're combing the area. They're trying to find this gator. Everybody's trying to find this gator. Uh, at this point, me and Blaze are pretty sure this gator is probably in disguise at this point. <laughs> He's just wearing a big giant mustache and probably just hiding in a neighborhood under the name Bill, Bill the alligator. And they're like going door to door. And they're like, sir, have you seen, have you seen a, a, a giant alligator run through here? And they're like, oh, uh, no, I don't think I have. Hey, Bill, have you have you seen an alligator? Showing to his neighbor. And it's just a gator and a big fake mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> he looks, certainly looks handsome, though. <laughs> I don't think I remember somebody that charming. <laughs> I was like, well, it's definitely not him. He's got a mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the poor man in his birth defect. <laughs> what? What is fucking skelly skin? No, that horrendous mustache. <laughs> um, so uh, they're looking for him, and uh, no, nobody, everybody's coming up short. They can't find this gigantic gator that's just running through the town, eating people. Uh, the big game hunter. Uh, well, I feel like I'm skipping a part. Them making love. Well, yeah. Well, every- and him getting kicked off the force. What does he get kicked off the force for, though? They don't really say. <laughs> They're just like, like, you what? don't count this alligator fast enough. Yeah, so Madison, you know what? You know our alligator policy. You know how like forty eight hours you to find a killer. Well, forty eight hours if you don't find a gator on the loose, you just get fired. <laughs> and also at this point, it's all it's turned into like a big fucking thing now. We're like. People are at the lake where the gator was, like, killing people and stuff. And they're, like, selling toys and, like, gator figures and yeah, stuff. Which we were joking. Like, if you had a serial killer and everyone's like, oh, look, Ted Bundy plushie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he killed a little girl with a bedpost. Don't you want him on your shelf? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Henry's was like, I'm going to find this gator on my own. 
do they do they have a almost run in? Does he have almost run in beforehand? Maybe not. I don't think so. What's he doing during this whole time? Uh, pretty much just running around fucking and <laughs> just fucking. breaking up a relationship and getting the relationship back together. <laughs> oh no, I was talking about the the hunter. That's about Henry oh, Silva's uh, character. Literally buying beer for kids <laughs> to help him find the gator. And then immediately gets eaten by the gator. <laughs> also, this this gator is like uh, impenetrable to to bullets. To bullets. Yeah, it like you can matter. pump bullets into him, it doesn't do anything. Clearly, because uh, he shoots him right in the fucking head with a fucking shotgun hunting rifle of it's some rifle. sort. But it caught it like it, it, it pumps. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how guns work. Me neither. Uh, I, I have none. <laughs> Me neither. Don't rob us. <laughs> yeah, don't rob us. Because <laughs> I will do literally nothing. <laughs> I have a bat with a nail in it. <laughs> I'll cry. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes on the. <laughs> he goes on the alley, cause uh, people uh, that the kids they bought beer for are like we found the gator in the alley, so I guess he is an alligator. Um. <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> and there is so it's like all right well uh you guys are coming with me and i'm like what it's like listen i said i'll pay you 10 bucks a day each uh and once they want 20 dollars and he's like oh i guess you're the leader bop, 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 bop. and uh they all had to go laugh about it and uh <laughs> And so the kids are like, oh, we're not going down that alley. It's like, well, you're my paid worker. So, yeah, you are. They're like, fuck that. Two of them run. The one goes. Yeah. Well, two of them stay there. Well, they stay at the corner. Yeah. The one goes with him. And uh, sees him get eaten by a gator. Yeah. The gator is hiding just in a bunch of trash. Yep. Trash gator. <laughs> trash gator. Um, comes out, eats, eats Henry Silva. You see, like, his whole body go in. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good shot. And the guy runs off. They, they run off. Uh, that's the end of that scene. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Then in the restaurant, while he's having a nice Chinese dinner with his new lady, uh, they're like, oh, sorry about the job, man. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. And then they're like, yeah, the big game hunter died. And he's like, what? And then he looks over at her and goes, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much what happened. Right if they had sex. Yeah, and go Chinese she's dinner. like, okay, fucking fuck you. <laughs> she goes, and then the next day he's like, yeah, that was a bad idea. So he goes back <laughs> to her house, staying at her mom's. And they fucking, his, her mom's house. <laughs> and then they go to hunt a gator. There's also this whole political strip. We forgot, we forgot to mention, there is a political subplot in this. Um, that has the to do puppy with, killers. Well, the puppy killers, it's a pharmaceutical company. I guess trying to work on some sort of special hormone. Yeah, but they're but dumping the chemicals into, into the sewer. sewer, which of course irradiated the gator, um, made him turn giant. Um, I guess in the original story draft, not the John Sells one, but the um, other one that John Sells rewrote, I guess that the reason why the alligator got big is because a brewing company dropped a whole bunch of beer into the sewer okay and for some reason the gator got really big off of drinking beer i don't know um 
But uh, yeah, so so of course the head of this company is trying to do a cover up. It's like, oh, we have to like we had to keep this out of the press. Or we ignore it. Like we're doing fine. And also this guy has like his hands in politics, so he's so powerful that he's able to keep the mirror in office. And also there's a the whole thing where like, you know, the chief, the police chief, who's actually not a bad guy. No. But um, there the the mayor mentions to him like, you better hope this all gets figured out because if I don't get reelected, you won't either. And all that. So there's this whole like subplot going on about like the politics in the city and how this gator is also affecting the politics. And you know they're all trying to cover it up. Um. So yeah, the gator's rampaging around town. At one point, he hides in a pool. <laughs> yeah, the kids pool. play pirate and push a kid into the pool, and the gator <laughs> destroys the child. <laughs> and they go whoops. <laughs> so now the gator is also a child murderer. I mean, this gator is going crazy now. It's just eating people, running around town, doing what the fuck it wants. It's gator's big day out. Um, you know, think Ferris Bueller, but uh, Sam's Matthew Broderick. More <laughs> put him uh, in skater. <laughs> strangely enough, more kills than Matthew Broderick. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Broderick won. <laughs> this gator, like I don't know, like he kills probably like ten people in this yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Way more. See, Matthew Broderick, by comparison, you're not a bad person. I didn't realize how long ago that happened, by the way. That was a long time ago. It happened in the 80s when Matthew Broderick did that. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought he was older whatever that happened. No, no. I didn't know he still had a career, like, after he killed somebody. Yeah, you would imagine that would halt it, but no. <laughs> in fact, it was very well swept under the rug. Yeah. Um. So... They're like, okay, we, we really have to fucking figure out where this gator is and fucking, like, whatever. We had, to, we, we had to, this gator's a little out of control at this point. It's graffitiing all over town. It's fucking jaywalking. And now it takes a, now it takes a note out of fucking Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn's book. <laughs> and it becomes a wedding crasher. Yeah, so, so the, uh, the head sign, the, the puppy killer. Also, at one point, they went down the sewers at some point during this, and they found another dead dog, by the way. Yeah, uh, uh, there's like 20 dead dogs. Um, there's, uh, uh, it, it's this guy's wedding, and the owner of the company, because I guess the owner of the company, the head scientist, is his son-in-law-to-be. Um, all the politicians are all there at the wedding, and the gator's like, oh, I guess my invite got lost in the mail. It just shows up out of the tree line. They all turn like, holy fuck, is that a gator? Like, what the fuck? And he devours everybody. He just starts <laughs> chomping down. It's awesome. Whacking people all over the place. Awesome stunts. One guy goes guy goes flying into a cake. <laughs> Fucking knocking people in the pool. <laughs> like, awesome. Uh, at one point, the, 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 the head of the pharmaceutical company runs into uh, his limo or car uh and he, he locks the doors doesn't let the mayor in who the mayor is a complete like brown nose or like the mayor really is brown nose in this guy oh yeah and uh that like, guy gets like bit in half the mayor gets like ripped in half and the gator just starts smashing the fucking car yeah the, kills the dude inside <laughs> the ceo is in like the driver doesn't try to drive at all like the whole time he could have easily driven off like five minutes before but him. robert forrester knew that he was heading to the fucking wedding for he's seven. like oh i want revenge it definitely does. And so they go to the wedding and they see the bloody aftermath. The car's all smashed and shit. And there's blood pouring all out of it. 
<laughs> you just completely smash it with his tail. It's awesome. And strangely enough, there's an exit to the sewer near the wedding. Yeah, so. Gary's like, oh, shit, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> go run back in my sewer. So off they go into the sewer. So our force is like, I'm going to just blow this fucking gator up. With the bomb that the guy came in with. Drop a whole bunch of gas down there. I'm going to blow this fucking thing up. And, uh... Yeah, that's what he does. He does. He blows the gator up. <laughs> And then the end shot of the movie is another baby gator being flushed down the toilet. Yes. Yes. I mean, we can make, we can't really make too much fun of this movie because it's actually really good. Yeah, it's really fun. So, <laughs> so I get, you know, this is a joke heavy as uh, the previous episode. I'm like trying to like scramble for jokes. I'm like, ah, we can really make fun of it too much. No, it's um, good. It's a fun movie. Sometimes a gator, you know, of course, the, anim- the animatronic would work or not work and sometimes you can tell it's great where we can tell that they just got an actual gator just put it next to a bunch of miniatures yeah just like a gator just walk around like past miniatures we can tell just a normal sized gator um, uh uh so brian cranston worked on this film really in the effects department and he it, his job was to help fill all the brain matter and guts for whenever the gator gets blown up at the end, like whenever its head like explodes and goes over, he was like one, the one that was in charge of like oh. or helped or on the crew to get all this stuff, like all put in everything like that. And so whenever Robert Forster died, since they worked on Breaking Bad together, he talks about how this was their first collaboration together. Hmm. So Brian Cranston, who I hear nothing but good things about, he seems like a real class actor, but he says he's one of the nicest guys to work for. Which I'm not surprised. I like hearing that. He seems like a really, really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, what else? I thought there was some other trivia I had about it. Let me try to see. Da, 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 da. I think a bunch of this stuff I already brought up. Um, oh, uh, this reflects Jaws in that uh, it has the same three characters. A reflection of the same three main characters. So... Uh, Robert Forster plays a detective, just like Brody is in Jaws. Um, Marissa is a scientist, just like Hooper in Jaws. Right. And Henry Silva plays a hunter, like Quinn. Oh. Like Quint in Jaws. And Quint and Henry Silva both get killed. And the monster gets blown up at the end. Huh. Yeah, that is pretty close. Yeah. Uh, by, by the cop. Um, and the cop and the scientist survive. So, um, let's see what else. Um, uh, da, 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 da. I think I, or I said Joe Dante was originally yeah. asked to do the movie. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, it's a fun movie. Check it out. It is a very good, uh, uh, it's a very good movie. And, uh, John, so you can also watch John sells other films. If you haven't watched, I mean, there's something he just wrote. It's great. You know, you know, I saw Piranha. Watch Piranha. It's also on. Actually, double feature Piranha and and uh, Alligator. Both written by John Sells. One directed by Joe Dante. One by Louis Teague. Either John T- Joe Dante is supposed to direct this one or at least asked. Um, make a great double feature. But then, you know, if you haven't seen The Howling, I think most horror fans, especially if you're listening, have probably seen The Howling. If you haven't, watch it. It's one of the best werewolf movies ever made. For sure. And Battle Beyond the Stars is a great sci-fi adventure film. But also, you want to watch a great film that John Sells directed. Watch Lone Stars, a great neo-Western crime film starring Chris Cooper, uh, Chris Christopherson, and Matthew McConaughey. And it's a great murder mystery. 
Lone Star is fucking awesome. Uh, or Eight Men Out, one of the greatest, great, best baseball movies uh, you'll you'll be able to watch. Um, but yeah, Alligator. I wish just I wish you could joke around as much as Hellraiser Four, because we had a lot of jokes for that. But mm-hmm. this one's just like you know, it's so self aware and so fun and everything. Um, that I guess we just end it with just. Go watch it. Give you recommendations. Watch more John Sells and you want to watch Robert Forrester and other things. Watch Vigilante. That's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah, watch Vigilante, Vigilante by uh, Bill Lustig. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that brings us to our next segment, another curation of Blaze's Cabinet Curiosities. Cabinet of what? Cabinet of Video Game Curiosities. Thank you. All right. I'm not sorry. It's Blaze's Cabinet Curiosities. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about video games anymore. We're just talking about curiosities of, of any type. Are you curious about something? Here it is. <laughs> what are you curious about? What's the deal with that? Life. <laughs> okay. How's if I work- get this job. <laughs> how's, how's that working out for you? Bad. Okay. <laughs> 42. <laughs> so today we're talking about... A free game uh, called Weeping Falls Massacre. Oh, no, it's called Free Guy. The movie's called Free Guy. It's close, though. Free mm-hmm. game, free guy. Nope. It's called Weeping Falls Massacre. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Developed and published by Tainted Pact. Um, you said taint? I did. Uh, it's a first-person VHS-styled horror game. Uh, you play as Eric, who was a orphan at one point in his life, and gets adopted. He had a best friend in the orphanage named Kyle, and shortly after he was adopted, uh, they find all of the children and workers at the orphanage dead, <laughs> just massacred, and the police just kind of sweep over it, and they're like, we don't have any leads, we don't have anything to go off of, we don't know what's going on. So you, thinking consistently of ever since you were a kid about why was I adopted and why did Kyle have to die, you go, fuck it, I'm going to go to this abandoned orphanage and I'm going to try and find answers to what happened. So you go back to the orphanage, uh, you start going around and find these tapes left by the teachers talking about a, a man named John who was the caretaker and started working there and the teacher was mentioning how she couldn't find really any information on the guy and he got kind of close with the kids but wouldn't talk with any of the other workers or anything like that so you go through her logs and you start finding her keys and stuff left around and eventually you get into this guy's work shed after multiple puzzles and seeing the ghosts of kyle around um and the teacher notes how this man used to wear a strange bear costume to try and surprise the kids and be all friendly. And I was like, oh, that's mm. kind of weird. Okay. So you eventually find your way to a cellar where you find a grown Kyle locked in a cell, but he is completely like a shadow. Like he looks like a shadow, but you're like, holy fuck, this is Kyle? Like what? happened to him he's a heartless kind of yeah he's kind of like a heartless from that horrible stupid game um 
fuck you. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, well, that's weird. Well, I got to save Kyle somehow. And so as you're doing this, you come out of the room to try and get into the other parts of the orphanage, and you see a giant tattered bear costume with bones sticking out of it, and it begins fucking chasing you. <laughs> so uh, it's actually a pretty scary game. Uh, I won't give away the twist ending and everything like that. Uh, it's relatively short. You can beat it about an hour and a half, two hours. Um but it, it's really fun, and graphics-wise, for a free game, it looks really good. Um, uh, they have a couple other uh, games that they've created that are uh, similar to this. Um, I believe I actually talked about one of their games before, which was the Slasher mm -hmm. in the Woods game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a really fun game. Uh, again, it's free, so can't really go wrong. It's pretty creepy. So, check it out. Speaking of orphanages, <laughs> you think it's funny how, like, in uh, an alligator, we're all like, wow, the puppy deaths are, like, so sad. Like, too many dogs die. It's really sad. It's and upsetting. then we laugh our asses off <laughs> the when the kid, kid dies. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, Weeping Falls Massacre. Check it out. Yeah. Okay, cool. It sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to our next segment. Another entry into mythology biology. All right. So what do we got now? Well, today we're going to Romania. Okay. And we have a spirit called Asamka. S-A-M-C-A. I may be pronouncing it wrong, but I couldn't find the pronunciation. Is it a, is it alligator? No. Is it, is it reptilian? No. Does it have any scaly parts? No, but it kind of has to do with the game because it doesn't like children. Does it anything to do with the movie? No. <laughs> is it Robert Forster? They don't have any alligator games. I'm sorry. I looked. Look. <laughs> So, fuck you and listen. <laughs> you could just you could just talk about Pitfall. You jumped over. That's not a horror game. You could jump over some gators, right? No, right. we're talking about a Samka. <laughs> not to be confused with Santa. Let me let me change your uh, let me change your uh, uh, choices around to something that makes sense and isn't stupid. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. So Samka. <clears throat> They're a character in Romanian legends that are. Uh, most commonly take the appearance of a naked woman with disheveled hair growing down to her heels. <laughs> this was a funny one. With dried out breasts that <laughs> touch the ground. Okay. They have small eyes that shine as brightly as stars with iron hands and long nails sharp as knitting needles or hooked as sickles and a tongue made out of fire. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. They're very large and very ugly. Uh, with a crooked mouth that spits fire <laughs> and could co uh, and come at the end of each month around a full moon. They usually appear to children under the age of four, who are so frightened that they become sick immediately. 
This demon can also appear to women lying on their birthbed, and once visible, she would touch the pregnant women as if needing them, scaring them so much that either they die instantly or remain crippled for life. So they're not fun, and they really hate kids. But if you ever run Sounds into like one, here's if you ever run into one, I can tell you how to get rid of them. So Samkas have 19 names. <laughs> Vestidia, Nevadria, Valnomia, Sina, Nicosda, Avuza, Scoraolia, Tia, Mia, Grampa, <laughs> Salalo, Nakuzia, Hatuva, Halilia, Havu, Guiana, Glavelia, Prava, and Sanka. Okay, so all the names from Mambo number five. Yes. Okay. To defend against them, people will need to write all 19 of her names on the wall of a house or have to convince someone else to write a protective spell, which they would afterwards carry on them. When attacked, the spell would make the uh, Samka harm the writer of the protective spell wow. instead, huh. with the exception that if the writer of the spell was a person of age, Samka would not hurt them, making them just grit their teeth in their sleep. Okay. So, yeah. Huh. That's a Samka. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was a really strange one. So that's that's how they explain that you'd need a bit piece? I guess so. <laughs> it's like... Hey, you're grinding teeth in your sleep? Well... Samka. Feel, like, feel lucky you're not crippled or dead. <laughs> <laughs> this could have easily happened. You should learn on 19 names. Yeah. Uh, all Get right. somebody else to write them. <laughs> cool. Um, well, there's another episode of... Bladed apples. Uh, next week, this this was a winner of poll this week. Yep. Uh, alligator won over. What's the name of it? Tomb of the Blind Dead. Tomb of the Blind Dead, uh, which I haven't seen. Uh, that came in second place, so we're gonna be doing it this coming week, next week. Uh, I've never seen it. You like it? Yeah. It's a movie about a bunch of Aztecs. the Aztecs? Were they? No, they're uh, uh, Templars. Templar. Templar zombies? Yep. And it was made in the 70s? Yep. In Spain. All right. Uh, that'll be the movie we're talking about. It is slightly more interesting than Horror Rises from the Tomb. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. Uh, but we'll be talking about that next episode. Um, if you want to reach us, you can. You can reach us at the email with your comments and concerns and questions or requests at Bladed Apples Podcast or Bladed Apples Pod, sorry, at gmail.com. Um, or on the Instagram, you can reach us at Bladed Apples Podcast. Stop sending spam. <laughs> Get a lot of spam. Yeah, it happens. Uh, no, we do not want you to promote our podcast. <laughs> nope. Don't worry. We can do a bad job of it ourselves. <laughs> um, we don't need you taking our money to do just as bad of a job. Yes. Uh, but you can reach us there. You know, we love hearing from everybody. You know, we, we see growth. So if you're new here, thank you for listening. If not, then uh, thank, thank you, you for, for continuing again. to listen. Yeah. So um, thanks to Stefan Mize for doing our art. Check him out. Instagram, Stefan Mize or Crawling Panther Tattoo. That's where he tattoos out of in Ocala, Florida. Uh, thanks to Blaze for being a great co-host and doing the music and editing. Um, and yeah, anything to add? See you later, fuckers. Yes, fuckers. See you later. And remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. 
See ya. Bye.